Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio, a student-operated non-commercial radio station. KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in at any time to KUST at Mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Welcome to The Medium, a podcast presented by Tommy Media that's all about what's happening in the art and entertainment world. On today's show, we talk about the current TikTok hype, discuss the likelihood of quarantine-themed art, and give some content recommendations. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Medium. I'm Maddie. I'm here with Reed, and we also have a guest host, Layla, with us. Hi, Layla. Hello, Maddie. How are you guys doing? Good. Hanging in there. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm also hanging in there. Yeah, just getting along. We have three weeks left of school, or like two weeks of class, one week of finals. It's a final countdown, guys. (laughs) We're we're getting there. (laughs) Guys, we're almost there. Make it through. Right. Um, So pretty much like our other episodes we've done while in the stay-at-home order, we're just going to have a couple discussion topics, then give some recommendations later. Um, the first topic I think is kind of hilarious just because I, I don't know, it just seems so silly to me, but the relevance and the hype of surrounding TikTok right now, I don't know if it's specifically because of quarantine or if TikTok was always this hype. Maybe I'm just late to the game, but do you, are you guys on TikTok? Do you scroll through it at all? I am not. Yeah, I don't have one either. However, it. It frequently pops up on both my Twitter and Instagram. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's like it's like leaked its way into different uh, social media platforms. I think uh, Vine kind of did that too. Whereas like I wasn't, I didn't have Vine downloaded, but I frequently knew about popular Vines based on other social media apps. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I originally started seeing TikToks just like on Instagram, like in the Discover page. Um, but then I ended up downloading TikTok, one, because Tommy Media started a TikTok and I wanted to watch those when they came out. But I, like, I have it, I go on it a little bit during the day. I don't understand the hype behind it, but I don't know. I, are you guys familiar with it? Like how it works? Yeah. So like my sister, she's on TikTok and she's obsessed with it. And, um, I've talked to it. What I've noticed is like, it's usually super popular amongst like either, I don't know, super young people or super old people, you know? So like, but like, I don't know, just like the dancing and sometimes like you can hear new music on TikTok too and remixes of songs as well. So I think that's kind of what draws people to TikTok. I don't have one myself, so I don't really, but like know of all like the logistics surrounding TikTok but like Reed said it has leaked its way onto Instagram and stuff so I'll frequently see different TikTok dances and stuff like that on Instagram so obviously it's popular amongst a lot of people if it's found its way onto different social media platforms but yeah I think the dances is a good point because it's very trend-based a lot of those are like popular dances that occur right but then there'll just be like a song that gets used over and over and over for the exact same thing, but a hundred million people have to do it. Like, right. I think that's what I don't like about it is how 
unoriginal a lot of the content seems but then you'll get occasionally one that's hilarious but vine was kind of the same way in that it had trends that would work its way through and maybe we're farther removed from vine so we can find like the iconic ones and like the standalone ones right i don't know if that'll happen with tiktok though i don't know i think that that kind of it's kind of a pattern with like any form of social media like you see the same jokes or memes being tossed around um, like twitter all the time where some of them like they all have this uh kind of this weird uh, origin and or like this weird formula and people input their own like creative outlets into them and um and yeah some of them are like really good and then some of them are just trash and eventually like that trend like just dies out um so i think it's the same thing however like maybe because it's in a video format and it I don't know. I feel like it takes up more of your time to consume TikTok rather than like, it takes me like two to four seconds to read the tweet. And I don't know, it takes just a little bit longer to absorb a TikTok and maybe you rewatch it. Um, maybe that's a, it's, it's, that's happening. Do you think there's a kind of, um, other than the format of video versus just like picture visual, what do you think the difference is though then between like meme trends and TikTok trends? Cause to me, meme trends seem to last longer and you can like bring them back and they don't necessarily um, feel old. It's like, ooh, that's a classic meme. But I feel like if you were to bring a TikTok trend back, it would be like, you missed the boat. Yeah, I'd, if I had, off the top of my head, I'd say the difference is that like people on TikTok, they do the same dance over over again that someone else was doing. Like that's that's the thing, right? Where yeah. Like, right. A lot of time. Yeah. And what if, with a meme, you're given a template, and then you're able to fill that template with what you think is funny. Um, so I think with memes, it allows um, some flexibility when it comes to creativity. I think that's what keeps it fresh. Like, oh, this is funny. Like I know the meme, or like I know what it's referring to, but this is a new twist on it. You know, and I really like that. I think it's harder to do with TikTok um, for reasons that, I mean, it's beyond me. I'm not a huge TikToker, so, yeah. Layla, what do you think? I just feel like, I mean, yeah, like the memes you can, because memes are basically the pictures and then you have the text with them. So you could really just take any picture and then slap on whatever text. But like you guys said, with a dance, it's kind of, not really original you know and like i can't really think of any sort of like vines off the top of my head that i've just kind of like i'll remember forever other than maybe the damn daniel one that's one that i'll always remember but like memes like i don't know memes are just something that it's like so relevant right now and tiktok is just kind of like now jumping on the boat and whatever but yeah i personally like seeing memes versus tiktoks Mm -hmm. yeah well like one of the big um i guess trends it's i think it's more just a theme is a lot of things are like related to quarantine and staying at home right corona virus going around and memes similar thing and i think it's very common for our generation to turn toward that kind of humor but even that it's right. a different kind where like memes are jokes making fun of it whereas the tiktok's about 
COVID, yeah, they're jokes, but a lot of times they're like, oh, me doing this now. Like, it's kind of more right. day in the life stuff. And yeah. that's the part that I'm like, I don't really care <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> right. I think we just can't relate. Yeah, I think, if, now that I think about it, I think the major difference between, say, a meme and TikTok is that uh, TikTok is kind of egocentric. Like, you're the one dancing, you're the one performing for your audience. Um, and I think there's, I don't know, like this subconscious level for anyone who views TikTok to where I'm like, okay, well, you could have done something or created something without your face plastered on, you know? Like memes have this um, anonymity. Am Maddie, do you know what I'm saying? Anonymity, yeah. Yes. They're anonymous. They're Anonymous, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah they have this anonymous aspect about them that um it doesn't take away from the joke like someone's face or personality is not shared with the joke and it's just the joke itself um i think that's the main difference you don't see the author of the meme you know that's a, that's a good know. point yeah. tiktoks almost have like a vlogger quality to them yeah because even vine they were short enough that you didn't have the opportunity to really like insert yourself in it other than being like the actor in whatever you were doing whereas tiktok you can go between like 15 seconds and a minute i think or maybe i don't know um and so there's a lot more room for just like this is what i'm doing or i i don't yeah i don't know i think that's a good point i do think just along with social media in general like the connectivity that comes from it is important like if that's something that's getting people through right now and it's fun to like try the dance challenges i don't see a problem with that um i do like all the jokes though people being up to like two three four in the morning watching them because they're so random like you guys aren't on it but how it works is you have like a for you page and you just scroll through and based on how fast you scroll what you like what you share what you comment on it kind of like generates a page for you specifically, like that's why it's called a for you page. But I don't really know how it works because since I've had it, I went through a big phase of like gamer videos and then dance moms videos. And now there's like a Harry Styles phase. So I don't know, like I never searched for those. I don't know how right. one led to another. Weird. <laughs> like, I like the variation though between like dance moms and Harry Styles, but yeah, <laughs> kind of weird. How did they get one or the other? I, I don't right. know. Hmm. Interesting. I just feel like it has, I don't know. Obviously, like, I don't know how it works, like you said, but it's just, it's so interesting to me how new trends and dances and all that kind of stuff pops up on um, TikTok and then eventually people see it on Instagram and stuff like. Drake came out with a new song called Tusi Slide. Um, and I think that song was made for TikTok because of just the lyrics alone. It's just like, okay, this song was born for people to dance to it. So it, it, it has its like positives because it brings about new trends and stuff and it, you know, brings people together. But I don't know. It's just something that I don't think I'll ever see myself getting into other like past like the Tommy Media TikToks that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily original enough to kind right. of expand time. Definitely, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that's kind of all 
we need to talk about TikTok. Doesn't seem like any of us are really that into it. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Um, but the next topic that we came up with, the likelihood of quarantine art. What we mean by that is like a lot of times after some event or period of history, there's like a response of art. Whether if it's war, there's like war poetry or just films about it. And after 9-11, there was this whole like dystopian trend. Like just there's response to the world. That's what artists right. respond to their environment. Get your guys' take on now. And do you think there'll be some kind of artist response to COVID and like the global shutdown that we've had? I think that's an interesting, it's an interesting idea to think about because uh, the closest thing that we've come to in like recent history um, that is related to this or similar to this would be like the Spanish flu. And um, when's the last time you saw a TV show or a movie that was about the Spanish flu? I've seen it mentioned in books and that's it. Right. It, well, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like it's, so like based on like his like historically i'd say maybe not we won't see that much but in reality i think there is something to it where um this is such a major event for literally everyone that's arguably the most relatable thing right now in the whole world um which is unfortunate but i think because of that uh relatability uh it's there is an opportunity for marketing um create a movie anything like i can see a movie right now where it's like it's a romance and like you guys stay six feet apart and maybe one of the people dies from the coronavirus not to diminish the intensity of the the virus <laughs> but you, you know like what I mean? already, isn't there a movie called six feet apart i think so i think it's I think about so. two kids that have cancer though so a little different but i get the vibe of like romance but we have to stay quarantined right um but i think yeah it's possible to be used as a backdrop however the more i think about it i think it's very unpleasant but it's also kind of boring like it's eventful but literally it's eventful because everyone has to stay home everyone's forced to stay home and do nothing so it's going to be difficult to create something about doing nothing um and i think that's going to be a challenge but i think it could be an interesting backdrop to like maybe smaller character pieces um but i don't think we'll see much i'd love to see something or see how they would do that but yeah layla what do you think yeah um i think that being at home all the time now just gives people the sort of headspace to think about what life is going to be like after quarantine and all that stuff so while i don't know if there well, obviously none of us know if there's going to be art after quarantine. I feel like this is a good opportunity for people to start exploring with it. And I don't know, I'm kind of excited to see what sort of art, if any, comes about after this, you know, like whether it's like songs, paintings, drawings, stuff like that. And like, I've already seen like on some social media, like people writing like poems about their experience in quarantine. So I think I think that's a very positive thing, but I don't know like to what extent it'll be after we leave quarantine, you know? Because mm -hmm. there's definitely an element of to art that's like coping, if 
Right. I don't know about Layla, if you do anything creative that way, like Reed does a lot of visual art. I like to write and I feel like as a coping mechanism, I'll write, not necessarily about the situation, but just in general to get my mind off of things and like is what's going on and how I feel about it subconsciously filtering through that. I don't mm-hmm. know. And like, is that going to be substantial enough in the world's perspective of art to make it like a theme out of it? I'm not sure. I feel like it's kind of been dragged out for so long, though. Like, no one expected this to happen. And the fact that it's been going on for months now, I don't know. It just kind of like, will people care enough to make art after? Like, people may be doing it now, but will they care enough to like, take it to the next level and like you guys said like make movies on it or tv shows or whatever it is you know it is a major life event but still like i don't know to if people will really care to talk about it anymore after mm. yeah i wonder if it's almost too stretched out at right we're almost at half a year of it going on so like would it have had to have been a more condensed thing or if it was going to be this prolonged period, would it just have to be more intense? Like wars go on for years. Right. They're drastic enough, but war is a little different than staying at home. Exactly. Yeah. Um, kind of a weird segue, but there is, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie. It's called Contagion. Um, it has a huge cast, primarily stars uh, Matt Damon. Um, also has like Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Jude Law, and it's virtually, it's, well, it's basically about a uh, contagious virus that um, like becomes a pandemic and it's unbelievably close to what's going on now. And uh, what's amazing is that uh, the sales for that went up by like 500% on like Amazon once the outbreak started. Um, in fact, I think it was at one point like the most viewed movie like being streamed uh, in like for a week or something like that. Um, but it, it's, I don't know what my point is, but I think it shows that, I don't know, people are looking for something that's relatable. Um, even though that movie is kind of a downer and is low-key horrifying. Um, because it's very realistic, so it's, um, because of that realistic take, it's, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? It's interesting that it would have, like, spiked right now. My thought is it would have dropped, because I don't want to watch or read anything directly related to, like, what we're experiencing. I'll escape into anything else to get away from it, but I would, I personally don't want to add more stress that I already am feeling. Right. I feel the same way. So I, I guess I'm confused as to why it became popular. I can kind of understand, like, this movie was fictional and now it's virtually, like, feels almost nonfiction. So I think there's some curiosity with that. But I'm the same. But, like, you know, if I wanted to, I don't know, read or watch something about a virus, I would turn on the news or, you know, <laughs> right. uh, go read the New York Times. Like, it's it's everywhere right now. So I don't see why people are choosing to use a form of escapism to escape into literally what they were just in i guess a little confused about that but yeah maybe i don't know maybe 
my best guess is people think it's kind of cool that we're living through something that's portrayed in like a Hollywood film or something. And we're literally living through it. That that's my best guess. Um, it's really depressing to me to like turn on the news and like see just COVID coverage and stuff and like videos and um, like Netflix series, like pandemic and stuff like that, because it's just like, we're already living through it. Why add on to it? But it's just, it's very weird to be living through something like this. So I don't know, maybe if people can relate to big Hollywood actors or something makes them feel better about the situation. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, it might also be, well, I haven't seen the movie in a really long time, but I feel like it could be like, oh, they have it worse somehow than us. Like, it's a similar situation, but like, I'm just at home, like, not really in danger, I guess. Like, it seems right. more pressing in the movie, so it still is like a jump. But Reed, that's where your point, like it was something fictional and now it's almost nonfiction. Like it's obviously not nonfiction, but for me, it creeps a little too close to yeah. that description. Yeah. Well, whatever, kind of, I like, Layla, like you said, we're living through it and we know we're living through it, but we still don't have the hindsight on the situation. So I'm curious to see in 20 years, kind of like, hmm, remember when that happened? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That'll be kind of wacky, but for now, we don't know. We'll have to just wait, see if anything comes Definitely. out. I'm curious to see what this people are going to think about it in, in a year, you know. But mm -hmm. yeah, yeah I, I totally understand you. When we were quarantined? Wow. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, but now we'll get to the fun stuff, which is just talking about things that we're watching, playing, reading, whatever, because that's fun. So, Reed, do you want to go first this time? Absolutely. You know, I love sharing what I've, uh, what I've been doing and watching. Get on it. You I got it. Recommendations. Um, so I began reading The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo uh, based on many people's recommendations. Um, I am nearly 200 pages in. It is a very good book. Um, I had my critiques of it. It's very intense in some places. Um, but overall, I think I'd recommend it. And I'm very excited. Um, uh, director that I like very much, uh, David Fincher. Uh, he did a movie with Daniel Craig, um, starring in that in the uh, main role. Uh, and I really want to watch that movie after reading this book. Like I'm looking for it. That was my like reward. I'm like I really want to watch that movie. I won't do it until I finish the book. Um, it's a good goal. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's what I think. So you know, in future episodes, this will be. I'll be recommending The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the movie. Um, nice. Yes. And I look forward to that day, Reed. Me too. Um, and then, was it last night or the night before? All these days are blending together. That's not great. I watched <laughs> Escape from New York, starring Kurt Russell, a classic 80s movie. Holy cow, is this an 80s movie? <laughs> um, the set is cheap. Um, the acting is really, um, I don't want to say goofy, but it's, it's something. Um, uh, but it's a very interesting concept where like it's set in the, the distant future of 1997 and the world or the U S um, has made the Island of Manhattan, a giant prison for the entire United States. And the, the president of the United States gets trapped in there 
So one man, Kurt Russell, Snake Plissken, Snake Plissken, with an eye patch, has to go in and save the president and avoid a bunch of crazy inmates. Um, it's it was very very wacky. Um, Sounds dramatic. It, yeah, it's. I would love to see a remake of that movie, like with a better budget and where we are with action movies nowadays. I think it would be a very, very cool movie. So I'd be, I'd be curious to see if they redo that. Um, was, but I love good. Like, was it decent for being an '80s movie? Yeah, I mean, it, it has like a high eighty percent on like Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's very well received. All right. All um, right. but like, it's a product of its time where, like, it, for an action movie, there's not a whole lot of action. Um. No, it was just it was very interesting to see. Um. If you're a fan of anything 80s, I, I, I recommend it. Or Kurt Russell. I love Kurt Russell. And you get a young Kurt Russell there. And he's wearing an eye patch the entire time. So pretty cool. Nice. Is yeah. there any reason for the eye, eye patch? They don't give it, but he's got like some scars on his face. I was like, oh, and he was like a war hero. So, oh, okay. yeah. Um, and then my last recommendation, I just finished um, Spider-Man for the PS4. And my goodness... That is a beautiful game. I love that game. Um, you get to swing around New York as Spider-Man. You get to change his suits. And as big of a nerd as I am, I I was just dumbfounded by the number of suits they included, like a lot of deep cuts from like the comic books. I really love that. Um, the storyline's really- the president from Manhattan? What's that? Did you get to save the president from Manhattan? Dude, I did. Um, are yeah. you Kurt Russell? I was Kurt <laughs> Russell. Oh my god. Okay, screw making a remake of Escape from New York. Just make a video game. Just yeah. Make a video game. Yeah, and you can play as Kurt Russell, you know? And he can have a Spider-Man costume. Yes. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Um <laughs> This is the million dollar idea. part we're looking for. <laughs> yes, exactly. Boom. Uh let's copyright that before anyone listen to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I finished the game. Open world concept. You're Spider-Man. You swing around New York. A lot of uh, cameos from like different iconic villains. Very fun. Yeah. So. Very nice. Yes. Love to hear it. Layla, would you like to give some recs? Yes. So for my book recommendation, um, I would say "Where Men Win Glory" by John Krakauer. Um, he was the guy who wrote "Into the Wild." And I just, it was, it's about Pat Tillman, if you guys know who he is. I didn't know who he was before I read the book, but he um, went in to go play in the NFL. And then after 9-11 happened, he um, enlisted in the army and everything. And then he died of friendly fire. So it was really interesting reading about that. I, I love the book. Um, yeah, it was just a super good book. So that's my book recommendation. My sister um, convinced me to watch um, Call Me By Your Name, which was a really good movie. I didn't think I would like it as much as I did, but I honestly, like, following the storyline and everything, I really enjoyed it, and I'm super excited for the second movie to come out, which, from what she's told me, it's supposed to come out in, like, 2025 or something, but we have a long ways to go, but it's definitely a movie I'll be watching again, and um, for my TV show, I... Um, started watching Nurse Jackie on Netflix and I like it. I think it's a 
it's a pretty cool show and I like the storyline of Nurse Jackie and everything that she's faced and all that stuff. So those are my recommendations. Very nice. Glad to hear it. I did not know they were making a second movie for Call Me By Your Name, but I didn't either. This is news to me. Yeah, that's at least that that's what she told me. So if that's true, I'm really excited for that. <laughs> I'm here for that. Um all right, and I got a I got a couple things. Since our last episode, I went to Duluth. My brother lives up there currently. So two of these are because of him, but I'm going to share them because they're great. The first is Remo Drive. It's a punk band, and they had like a greatest hits record come out 2 years ago. And it's just really fun. Like it's classic punk what you'd expect, just all this like angst but then really upbeat music. And it kind of just is fun to run around the apartment when you're going crazy because you have nothing else to do. So I'd say give them a listen if you're into punk. That's not everyone's thing, but. And then Dark Souls, the video game. Dark Souls 1. I haven't gotten to any of the others, but I started with that. And I used to just watch him play, but then I've tried it a couple times myself. It's really hard, but it's really fun. And I've gotten like way too into the lore, listening to like podcasts about all the characters and it's a lot but we haven't really talked about a video game and we haven't really done that before on this podcast so i thought we'd throw those in there hey video games pop culture man we got they're pop culture yeah. they are art like some of the design in them great oh my there's God, stories yeah. that are written for them the music like that's one of dark souls best thing is the score of the game so hype video games man here for it absolutely um then my last thing i've just been revisiting a lot of old stuff like i've watched so much dance moms in the past two weeks because <laughs> it's free on lifetime hit it up it's so funny to me i'm not i'm not sure you want to be admitting that on here i will proudly admit it. that was such a big part of my high school years was watching dance moms i watched it from the first episode and didn't miss a week it just <laughs> dang highlight highlight show right there um i've reread a couple books that I read in high school. I just finished Wild Man by J.C. Geiger. It's just, again, it's just kind of fun to be like, oh, those were really important to me four years ago. I don't know if that's changed or not. And then a lot of old music, Led Zeppelin, B.O.C., Pink Floyd, really into the killers again. So just a lot of punk alternative rock going on. Very solid. Very nice. Yeah. I should start listening to music. What, Reed? I would say I should just start listening to more music. I haven't been doing that much. I think I have music going at least 10 hours a day. I just like need the background noise all the time. So see, I just, I usually put on like, uh, like an old sitcom or podcast. Like for mm-hmm. some reason I can't do music as background noise and I, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. No, it's valid. Yeah. I do want to mention real quick before we sign off. It seems that the year 2008 is having a comeback because in a couple weeks a new hunger games book is coming out and they recently right. a new twilight book so wait the fangirls of 20 2008 so i i heard about the hunger games book and it's going to re- resolve or excuse me revolve around um the president right the, so mm-hmm. president's he's not, like 18 right but twilight book Whoa. That, like, what? just got announced either today or yesterday, and apparently it's supposed to just be Edward's perspective. Oh, thing. okay. 
There are so many problems with that. <laughs> that, okay. That's just a cash grab, in my opinion. Like, yeah, no, yeah. Why? It's the same story over again. Like, there's nothing creative about that. I don't. I, don't. I, I, I can't handle it. It's, I never even read Twilight, and I just, I don't want to, I don't want to know. Layla, did you read Twilight? I did not read Twilight, nor did I watch Twilight. And it's just never been something that I was into. So mm-hmm. I that's news to me. I didn't even know about the Hunger Games book coming out either. So that's exciting. Yeah. Because I did read the books. Weeks, I think. Wow. I, I also don't know about that one either. I don't really know how much it's actually going to add to anything. Right. Yeah. And Maybe. I feel like it's... Oh, go ahead, Reed. No, no, no. Go ahead. I just I don't know it's been a while since the last um Hunger Games movie and book came out too so I don't know what more they could play on or play with with that but if it's giving a new perspective throughout the books because I know that they gave like Katniss and Peeta and all that stuff but if it's giving the president's perspective I mean that that could be pretty interesting but we'll have to see I'd say well first of all I think I'd be less interested in it if it wasn't the president i think that's an interesting perspective um good choice on the author's part but i think they already like greenlit a movie or movie series for it yeah Um, they're they're already working on it like i think that really shows their hand as to what their intentions are for this and it's simply money like they're just churning out a recognizable uh, uh franchise over and over again um i mean hopefully they make something interesting but i don't have a lot of high hopes for that i think yeah i mean i really enjoyed the books third one is questionable but i reread the series a couple times like when i was a middle schooler and high schooler so i mean the author's got talent so i'm I'm curious to see what she does definitely i had to reread them last summer for a project i was working on and it had been a few years since I had the writing itself in the first book is not great, but I think we were all like 14 when we read it. So yeah. we're like, this is amazing. Cause the idea is fantastic, <laughs> but the writing itself is like, Ooh, hmm, cringy. So I'm hoping that like with this new one, she's had now 10 years since she last wrote a book. Like I would like to see her improvement just as an author. You think she's developed a right. little bit? I would hope so. That's also why I want to read it, just to see the development. I'd honestly read it out of pure curiosity. Like, like it does real curveball with the villain being the main focus of the series. And so I think, yeah, that alone gets me. But also, yeah, that age gap or that uh, time gap is definitely curious. So, yeah. I guess we'll see how it goes when it comes out. Hopefully it comes, yeah, yeah. when it comes out in 2025. It got pushed back, but I don't know. Um, Anyway, just thought I'd drop the Twilight bomb on (laughs) y'all. That's a very unpleasant bomb. Thank you. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Layla, thank you for joining us. It was great. Thank you for having me, Maddie. Getting to chat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, good to see you guys, too. Thanks for having me anytime and we'll catch you guys next time thank you bye guys bye